Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is June 13th. The Homeowners Loan Act of 1933, also known as the Homeowners Refinancing Act, sought to refinance home mortgages and to extend relief to the owners of homes who occupy them and are unable to amortize their debt elsewhere. Enacted during the Great Depression, the law established the Homeowners Loan Corporation, HOLC. This emergency federal agency provided mortgage assistance to homeowners by lending low-interest money, refinancing mortgages, and originating new mortgages. HOLC issued government-insured bonds to local lenders in exchange for delinquent mortgages in their portfolios. In addition to alleviating the Great Depression, the Homeowners Loan Act of 1933 forever changed America's mortgage market. Before the HOLC, most home loans had a three to five year term with high interest rates and closing principal or balloon payment. HOLC established and normalized a 15 year amortizing loan, which allowed homeowners to pay off their mortgages in monthly installments over many years with the principal reduced over time. This change in mortgage finance would ultimately lead to the modern 30 year fixed rate mortgage. And in 1944, at 4.25 a.m., the first V-1 flying bomb used by the Germans during the Blitz fell in London. The first one to strike the city landed on Grove Road, decimating the railway bridge nearby housing and killing six people. We dive into the history behind this tragic event. Have you heard of the V-1 bomb before? If you haven't, that could be because it goes by lots of different names, known as the Doodlebug, the Buzz Bomb, or its German codename, Cherry Stone. This weapon was, contrary to its misleadingly innocuous nicknames, a weapon of vengeance and destruction deployed to cause some serious damage during the start of World War II. A doodlebug is a bomb with wings, an aeroplane with no pilot. It is similar to a cruise missile but a bit bigger. This weapon coined its endearing name Buzz Bomb from the loud vehicular noise its pulse engine made when hurtling through the sky. Doodlebugs have been described as making tearing and rasping sounds, but when their motors cut out at a predetermined distance, they become eerily silent, dropping to the ground without a trace. Because of its limited range, the thousands of V-1 missiles launched into England were fired from launch facilities along the French and Dutch coasts. On that fateful night, when the ver- first V-1 was launched by the Wehrmacht, locals recalled the sound as similar to a motorbike or a steam train in poor conditions struggling up a hill. Residents described the sight as though... They were witnessing a burning plane crossing the sky with a sword of flame as a tail. When the V-1 hit Grove Road, six people died, 30 people were injured, and 200 remained homeless. The bridge that carries the Great Eastern Railway across Grove Road from Liverpool Street to Essex was badly damaged. Surprisingly, railway traffic was restored within 40 hours as a temporary bridge was used instead of serving customers until 1948. Now, in its place, hangs an enameled steel blue plaque. This was erected on June 13th of 1987, 41 years after the bomb had fallen, by the Greater London Council in 1985, following a proposal from Joseph V. Waters, a lifelong East Ender, one of those brothers who had been injured by the bomb. However, the plaque was later stolen in 1987. It was replaced with an English Heritage ceramic blue plaque the following year. Sir Ian McKellen paid his tribute to the site in 2016, stating in interviews that it's important for the recent generations to realize the disaster of the bombing in this area. 
Following violent bombing, the land surrounding Regent's Canal was devastated. The area was left derelict until plans made began to renovate it in 1950s. The idea of creating Mile End Park was born. This wasn't to be realized until nearly 50 years later with the financial help from lottery money and the Environment Trust. Surprisingly, one property was left standing after the catastrophic V1 bombing incident of that day in June. Carl Bodecker, 62, owned this four-bedroom Victorian house for 22 years before putting it on the market in 2016 for 1.25 million pounds. When interviewed, Bodecker explained his fondness for the property. The home has a real history to it. It was one of the main attractions which drew me to the place as well as the Mile End Ecology Pavilion at the back of the house. The tragedy of this event and the widespread bombing to the East End in general will never be forgotten. Although commemorating such a devastating moment in history is difficult, it's comforting to know that the ecological haven that is Myland Park rose from the ashes of a destroyed Grove Road and its surrounding area caused by V1 bombing. And finally, in 1966, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision in Miranda v. Arizona, establishing the principle that all criminal suspects must be advised of their rights before interrogation. Now considered standard police procedure, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you can and will be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to an attorney if you cannot afford one, one will be appointed to you. It has been heard so many times in television and film dramas that it has become almost cliché. The roots of the Miranda decision go back to March 2nd of 1963 when an 18-year-old Phoenix woman told police that she had been abducted, driven to the desert, and raped. Detectives questioned her story and gave her a polygraph test, but the results were inconclusive. However, tracking the license plate number of a car that resembled that of her attackers brought the police to Ernesto Miranda, who had prior record as a peeping Tom. Although the victim did not identify Miranda in a lineup, he was brought into police custody and interrogated. What happened next was disputed but officers left the interrogation with a confession that Miranda later recanted, unaware that he didn't have to say anything at all. The confession was extremely brief and offered and differed in certain respects from the victim's account of the crime. However, Miranda's appointed defense attorney, who was paid $100, didn't call any witnesses in the ensuing trial, and Miranda was convicted. While Miranda was in Arizona State Prison, the American Civil Liberties Union took up his appeal, claiming that the confession was false and coerced. The Supreme Court overturned his conviction, but Miranda was retried and convicted in 1966 of October. Remaining in prison until 1972, Ernesto Miranda was later stabbed to death in the men's room of a bar after a poker game in 1976. As a result of this case against Miranda, each and every person must now be informed of his or her rights when in custody and about to be interrogated. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com The Homeowners Loan Act at PredatoryLending.Duke.edu V1 Rockets slash Doodlebugs at RomanRoadLondon.com and Miranda Writes at History.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.